Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape for the month, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hey, Megan. <laughs> hello, and hello, September. That's right, it's September. And as we dig into what's happening in the stars this month, we are going to be taking a look at the planet Mars. Now, we talked a lot about Mars back in, last month in August because Mars was dancing uh, with some planets, a kind of a challenging dance, a bit of a tango with Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn. And so this month, we're going to be talking about Mars again but we're going to be talking about the Mars retrograde that starts, I think, around, I don't know, September 9th, somewhere in there. So let's talk a little bit about what does that mean? You know, having Mars, because you know, Mars is this forward moving, action oriented planet going retrograde. Yeah. So Mars goes retrograde. What is it? Like every two plus years, I think like every 26 months or so. And it will be retrograde from the 9th of September through November 13th. So this is what, about two plus months of the planet that's often associated with forward movement, connecting to our will, asserting ourselves instead of being going on in this forward direction, actually turning around. And so it is a time where we can feel a sense of frustration, right? We want to move, we want to do. And Mars is saying, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Go back over territory you've already traveled. You know, review and re-strategize. So I think that off the bat, the thing that's important to remember is not to push too strongly, mm. not yeah. to feel like I've got to like encounter and conquer new territory, but rather this is a time to really go back over things, understand more about what I desire and how I achieve my desires so that later on when Mars goes forward, I have more of a holistic understanding so that I can do that in an even more complete and conscious way. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's interesting is we've got a, a little bit of a stretch here. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's not, it, it's not like a Mercury retrograde, which are, you know, like three weeks. And in fact, as you're talking about this, Stephanie, you know, it does have some of the similar kind of vibe to a Mercury retrograde now. So maybe, you know, maybe it would be helpful for the audience to just talk a little bit about like, what is the difference between like a Mercury retrograde and a Mars retrograde? Obviously it's two different planetary energies and Mercury has a lot to do with communication and technology and communication. Oh, I already said communication and our thought process <laughs> where Mars is very much about making things happen. So there's similarities here, but also some notable differences. Yes, definitely. I mean, there is that similarity about we're moving backwards, we're reviewing, we're reassessing, we're going back over and revisiting 
territories in our lives that we've just traveled through. But yet, whereas Mercury retrograde is related to the formulation and the clarification of ideas and our messages, right? And how we understand things. Mars is about how we use our will, connecting to what is it that lights me up? Mm. What is it that I want to champion and fight for? And what is truly the best way for me to do that? And so over these this two plus month period, we will have lots of lessons related to that. Mm. And, you know, it, and of course, also it, it depends on with retrogrades, what, what the sign the planet's in and, mm-hmm. you know, Mars, what's kind of unique about this or interesting about this is Mars is in its native sign of Aries. So this, that's a really Marsy Mars, right? Because it's, it, it's like, it's, you know, Aries is like some of what you're talking about. Like it's the pioneer and it's the leader and it's the warrior that's out to like, conquer new and exciting territory. So it kind of amps up that Mars a bit. And then when you retrograde it, 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 it's, it's, you know, it it just, hopefully, I mean, I think there is the opportunity for maybe it to ground some of these energies. Like you're talking about, don't force anything, take this opportunity to review, get your ducks in a row. So maybe there could be, you know, a bit of a grounding element here, or maybe that's a good aspiration for for the Mars retrograde, right? If you can ground. Exactly. If you can ground and also to think it's not that we're not to use our will. It's not that we're not to strive, right? It's not that we're not to really connect to what lights me up, you know, what is sort of inflaming my spirit. Mm. But instead of just going on in a going on's way like we usually do. It's about being really conscientious. Mm. Wait, let me question, why is it that I desire that thing? You know, Mm. let me take a step back. Let me be a bit of a witness. Okay, that thing that rattles me, you know, that thing that really like incites me instead of just unconsciously being in our habits and our patterns of movement. Okay, wait, why is it that it does that? And really, instead of me just like plunging into action, what is my very best way forward? Which is why I think that notion of with retrogrades, right? Going slow and pausing allows you insight so that you can have more clarity how to consciously act on your desires. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> Conscious action. I think that's really a powerful way of like, you know, context for the for the Mars retrograde. I also think, you know, as we're talking about this, of course, you know, the, the, the Mars is a fiery planet. Aries is a fire sign. And I, I think last month we used the analogy of like temper tantrums, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like the, the child, like, but I want it now. And why can't I have my way? And, and so I think with, with, with this retrograde and you know, again, you're talking about really be conscious about your actions 
also to, you know, take that step back and it's not all about you. You know, Mars and Aries is such a me kind of energy and it can be a little bit self-involved. It can be a little bit egocentric in some ways. And so if we can remember that bigger picture where, you know, it's not just about you, it's not just about what you want, you know, is to look at the bigger picture and also really maybe decipher it between what you want and what you really need. Yes, really great point. I think that that's such a great potential of this time. You know, I also was thinking too, it's almost, it's again, it's not about not acting, it's about acting consciously, you know, and also seeing how do you instinctively react when you don't get what you want when you want it? I feel like there's a song about that. Um, I think it's a Rolling Stone song. In fact. Uh, it could be like the anthem for like Mars retrograde yeah. in Aries, you know, and just to see instead of just being, you know, throwing that temper tantrum. Okay, wait, why is it that it's frustrating? Wait, what might this be triggering me? You know, Mm -hmm. maybe something from the past. So therefore, it's also a good time for healing, right? But again, to be really conscious about your hidden motivations, you know, your anger responses. But again, I think, and you and I have talked about this over the months, it's not about, it's not that anger is bad and it's not about not getting angry, right? There's a lot of things that we may feel up in arms about, but how do we maturely you know, act from a place when we feel like we are up in arms so that we can actually fight and champion in a much more effective way. Yeah, no, good. I'm glad you're bringing that up. And, and also that, you know, it's not about non-action and it's interesting because I, and I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit before last month, we talked about Mars, but I've had a number of clients talking about this Mars retrograde. They've been talking about it for months and it's gotten a bit of a buzz out there in Astroland. And some of the, and one of the questions that people have been asking me are like, well, then I guess I won't do that between mm. you know, September and November. So it means I won't send that out or, you know, I'm not going to do, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute, guys. It's a, this is not like a lay down and roll over moment. It's a, you know, it's a moment to be conscientious, but it doesn't mean that you're not moving things forward. Right. I mean, right. It's just, you're doing it. So talk to us a little bit about what you think about that, Stephanie, because how do we work with that movement? Because we don't want to just stop everything. It's just maybe more of a conscientious, mindful movement. Exactly. Almost as if like, instead of just moving forward and taking two steps forward, you stop, you reflect, you maybe go, you know, you have that relationship with, again, why you want to act and how you will act. And then you take that more holistic understanding and then you do a movement forward, mm-hmm. you know, because also it's an interesting overlay of time, you know, yeah. at least here in yeah. the United States that this Mars retrograde is according with the run up to the elections and goes yeah. past the election. It goes through November 13th. And so it's not that we're just going to all sit back and not care. You know what I mean? It's- right, right. right. We're, we are still going to take action by voting. Exactly. Voting early and, you know, you know, that getting, you know, our, you know, our ideas and our, you know, 
you know, what we want out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. And I, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. It's kind of a little bit of a push pull, two steps forward, one step back kind of energy. And it will be interesting to see how that all, you know, later. How that, we'll talk about more about that in the, you know, in November's subdivide, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, and I wonder too, if it's not that we, this is a lot of neg- double negatives here. So I'm going to turn this into a positive statement. I feel like we may have opportunities also to see how we shouldn't take for granted our ability to be willful and our ability to act, right? Mm. So you can look at it from that perspective, right? Because retrogrades give you a different vantage point on the realms that are related to that planet. So instead of saying, "Hmm, what would my action do? Or, you know, what difference would I make, right? Or how I'm not that effectual, I'm just one person, right? We have a different vantage point so that we can more clearly own our individual fighting spirit and the power that comes from that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that great. I love that you're shifting that into, into the positive. So yes. So Mars retrograde and, you know, just about the time that, you know, Mars is getting ready to go retrograde. We have, well, we have a couple planets this month going direct. They're coming out of retrograde. So let's talk a little bit about that because on September 12th, which is just a few days after Mars going retrograde, we have Jupiter stationing and going direct. Now, Jupiter has been in retrograde. I mean, I, I always make you do the technical stuff. <laughs> for how long now, Stephanie? Um, <laughs> can I just say numerous months? I think yes, it retrograde. Numerous months. In, that works. April or May, I can't remember. Okay. Right, in Capricorn. So, and then later in the month, we're also going to have Saturn going direct. So let's talk a little bit about Jupiter going direct. And, you know, Jupiter, we've we've talked about this before. Jupiter's got that energy. It, it tends to amplify and expand whatever's going on. So there could be some amplification, <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> right? Especially when, you know, as we know that when the planets are in the direct motion, they are the strongest. Yeah. And so it's interesting that we have that very strong Jupiter energy, like yeah. amplified amplification, if you will, <laughs> right after Mars stationed. And it's 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 willfulness and its explosiveness and its aggressiveness right might feel more amplified that same week. So it definitely feels like a week where um, again explosiveness right that yeah. sense of like yeah. lots of fighting or warring or you know big impulsiveness, big impatience, mm-hmm. big impetuousness, you know, big anger. So just to um, see where that can be conscious of that so that you know to sidestep the stress that can come from that, but also see like how can you use that energy possibly to your advantage. And interestingly, right, both Jupiter and Saturn later in the month, when they go direct, they are going to be, you know, carving out their last... Uh, visit to Capricorn, right? Yeah, because they're going to yeah. move into Aquarius, both of them in December. So that it's, you know, we're sort of finishing up that Capricorn territory, which is interesting and also very timely. But yeah, so big Jupiter, big amplification, 
Yeah, and I, I like that you're talking about, you know, the, the the they're completing their their Capricorn chapter and you know, and so I think that we might feel a little bit of like all the lessons or all that we've been learning through, you know, the you know, Jupiter and Capricorn and Saturn and you know, in Capricorn, there might be a little bit of a full circle kind of moment where all the those Capricorn lessons, you know, about we've talked about that, that Capricorn energy, which has a lot to do with structure and institutions and the patriarchy and, you know, those things that we really look to ground us and have longevity is it will be kind of interesting. And I almost want to say exciting to kind of like have that come full circle and see what what kind of we've learned before we move into that Aquarius energy, which is going to be so different energetically. So different. So the only one right now that can see me doing this is Megan, but I'm going to tell everybody else what I'm doing. I'm just like keeping my fingers crossed. My fingers are crossed right now in terms of that we do get those lessons, right? As we follow through, you know, with um, Capricorn, with Jupiter and Saturn and Capricorn, right? I was saying to a colleague the other day, I was like, where is Jupiter and Saturn and Capricorn? Like, where's the rule of law? You know, because, you know, this is, I feel like some of, you know, what these time of these planets in Capricorn is showing us about, about consequences to Mm -hmm. actions, right? Mm -hmm. About the rule of law, about the structure of structures like government and you know, she said back to me, like, well, maybe when those planets go direct and they're in their last, you know, stages of being in Capricorn, that we will get those lessons, right? <laughs> we will see them on display. Like there are consequences to actions and breaking rules, right? So yeah. we shall yeah. see. Fingers crossed. Well, definitely it's some kind of energetic shift. And I think, yeah. you know, I think a lot of us are like excited a little bit about the shift of kind of going more into some of that Aquarius energy. It's going to be really interesting to have Saturn in Aquarius. And of course, we'll talk more about that when that happens. Okay, so we've got that going on. I think we need to talk about the the moons for the month, right? So let's, let's talk a little bit about the moons because we have a uh, yummy Pisces. <laughs> I'm like, it's yummy. Is that good? Yummy Pisces full moon. Just because I think the, you know, the moon is happy in Pisces. It's a water sign and Pisces is really, you know, you know, creative and magical and romantic and reflective you know so what 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 do you think about the the full moon in pisces i would i would second what you said to say that it's yummy i mean also (laughs) some other challenges but it's definitely yummy right it's i mean the moon in pisces itself it's so dreamy and poetic and and we start the month with that right because it starts on the first and anytime there's a Pisces full moon, we're also trying to rectify, if you will, right? Like bring together that Pisces energy with Virgo because it's mm-hmm. happening in Virgo season. So it's it on the surface, it might seem like a challenge. Like how do I marry the imaginative, the intuitive, the Pisces with the organized, methodical, systematic Virgo? You know, how do I marry this knowingness that all is one and we're all connected, Pisces, with the honoring of the discrete and the separate, which is Virgo? So I think that it is a time of like knowing that, yes, both are true, right? There is, we're here in human body, right? There is separateness, but we are all connected and 
Pisces moons are always a beautiful time for healing, right? Mm -hmm, Healing mm -hmm. on a mind, body, and spirit level. Yeah, whenever whenever I think about the Pisces kind of Virgo axis, I always think about healing. You know, there's just there's just so much opportunity to, especially with that Virgo energy in there, to really, you know, look at your daily routines and what's working and what's not working, and you know, ultimately, I think it could be very holistic. You know, maybe just looking at things in that really kind of holistic way. And then, of course, then at the end of the month, or not quite at the end of the month, I'm looking at my notes, what the date is, we have the um, the new moon in Virgo, right? Which is going to be, I'm going to use this word that we use with Jupiter, amplifying <laughs> those Virgo energies that we've been talking about. So, you know, when I think about September, you know, I always traditionally think, you know, it's going back to school and, you know, getting ready for that. And I know, you know, we're all going back to school in many, many different ways right now. But that Virgo energy is grounding and looking at those routines and, you know, putting new systems into place. And so I think, you know, the, the new moon in Virgo will definitely encourage us to do that. For sure. By the way, I'm just going to side note, I love that notion of like, we're all going back to school. I'm thinking about that from Mars retrograde. Like maybe we're all going back to school to understand like, right, how we use our will and how we can champion for things. But getting back to what you were saying, um, the Virgo new moon on the 17th is exactly that, right? Looking at our routines, looking at how we can use organization to our behest. How can we craft things and structure them? And that new moon makes a really lovely relationship to structured Saturn. Mm, And so mm -hmm, it seems like it can initiate a new chapter that's related to, you know, where me finding a system for things or taking a methodological or practical approach, even to my everyday routines, where that can help me to be more effective, more efficient, and more productive. Yeah, absolutely. I always think, you know, my favorite thing to do on a like a Virgo new moon is to clean out my closets, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a little bit of that purging energy and discernment and, you know, practical and cleaning out. So, you know, I always say that's the cleaning out your closets moon, right? I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> so also, I think that we should mention, I hear we were talking about shifting energies that, of course, we do shift officially into fall this month with the autumnal equinox on the 22nd. And so that's where we shift out of Virgo energies into the Librian energy. So we've talked a little bit about Virgo. So let's briefly talk about Libra Um, because Libra is an air sign and Libra has a lot to do with fairness and truth and, you know, beauty and, you know, relationships. So, you know, we will have that shift on the equinox. Yeah, that's a big seasonal shift, you know, both into another sign as well as into a whole other season. And as we've shared before, anytime the sun is either at the, you know, we enter the equinox or we enter, we experience the solstice, that's the sun is at that very powerful point on the cardinal axis. And oftentimes we do see like larger world awareness or Mm. events occur around that time. You know, there's a shifting and so there's also a shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. From Virgo to Libra. Yeah. This is going to be a, 
a good month. So also, should we talk about the tarot card for the month? I, I have would, selected the I'm, card. I'm so excited to hear what you have found and what, just to guide us with that. Well, I thought, you know, normally we we do a card from the major arcana, um, but this month I thought we would explore a card from the minor arcana. And the minor arcana is four suits. And the minor arcana that I chose was the suit of wands. And wands or batons, or sometimes they're called staves, is the suit of fire. And the card that I chose for uh, this month, for September, is actually the two of wands. And of course, the two of wands follows the eight ace of wands. And the ace is like the most powerful, concentrated part of the elements. So the ace of wands is this very potent fire and it's rebirth and it's breaking through. But then we have the two, which is about stabilizing and centering that very potent, fiery energy of the ace. And so when we go into the uh, two of wands, it's really about self-mastery and kind of how to center and contain those very fiery energies, kind of just like, like what we were talking about. And what's also interesting is in the tarot, every card is ruled by a sign or a planet. And in the minor arcana, it, it, minor arcana, it is a sign and a planet. And guess what? The two of wands is Mars and Aries. No way. Yes. Yes. And so what they talk a lot about with this um, card is it's like they talk about it's where the warrior becomes the king, right? It's where there, there's a self-mastery of learning when to act and not to act and being more patient and containing this energy. I mean, the analogy that I use often is it's, it's like um, it's a process of shaping and strengthening metal through the uh, heat of flame, you know? So it's this strengthening energy. It's this centering energy. It's this containment energy in a really, really powerful way. And then also, you know, taking that step back, like we talked about, and knowing that if there is a time to act, you will be mindfully compelled to do that. So I thought the two of wands was an interesting card. Oh my God, it sounds, well, it sounds perfect, right? Yeah, in terms Mars of that and Aries, right? Meditation <laughs> on Mars and Aries. I'm actually so excited after this to go look at your Couture Tarot deck to see all of the images on the, that you used for the Two of Wands. Yeah, I, I, that's actually one of my favorite cards in the deck. So yeah, it's worth it's worth checking out. And one of the great things about the Tros, because it involves archetypes, is you can just meditate on that image, whatever deck you're using, and get you know get a lot of um, get a lot of wisdom and uh, information. So I think the wands are perfect. It's going to be a fiery month. I think it's all about centering, mindfulness knowing when to act and when not to act. So yeah, for sure. And watching too, I was thinking as you were talking about that card, you know, that notion just for people to like use a lot of those words that are related to fire, right? Insight or flame or burn or even in flame, mm. you know, to watch like what inflames us, but literally, especially because Mars is in Aries, to watch it for out for inflammation oh, or right. rashes yeah. or too <laughs> much heat in your body, right? And that might be a, just from a wellness perspective, something to like 
really watch for or to do things to sort of quell inflammation, to eat more healing foods. If you find yourself, you know, being too heated up in your body from spicy foods or other, you know, pitta aggravating foods. So really to also watch the manifestation of that, you know, in your physical body. Do you have flower essence on that, Stephanie, that might be, might be helpful for people and just kind of, you know, helping with that fiery, fiery energy to ground it a little bit? Um, I do. And funny you say that because just this morning I'm working on um, a new book, right? The Complete Guide to Astrological Self-Care. And in there I talk about the retrogrades and Mars retrograde and give a flower essence. And that flower essence is blackberry. And so blackberry flower essence helps you to connect to be more consciously in relationship to your will. So that's a really good one. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad I asked. That's just, that's, that's just perfect. 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 All right. Well, this has been another episode of So Divine. And I want to thank everybody out there, all you listeners for tuning into our podcast. Um, you know, don't hesitate to reach out and connect with us. We're at sodivine.us. Shoot us an email. Let us know how you're doing and have a fabulous September. Yeah, have a fabulous September. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nick Patreon, Sebastiano Tecchio, our trusted advisors and producers. And have a really incredibly active and conscious, <laughs> <laughs> intense September. September.